everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman alongside my colleague Ryan O'Halloran out here at Dove Valley. Big news just coming down from the Broncos. Star wideout Emmanuel Sanders traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Immediate thoughts, reaction from the steel run. Well, yeah, they got good value. They traded Sanders in a fifth to San Francisco for a third and a fourth. That's pretty good for an expiring contract, so maybe the 49ers feel like they'll re-sign Sanders late, uh, later in the year or after the season. So, you know, make this deal now. You still have a week to test some other things. You know, is there value for these other players? Chris Harris, Derek Wolf. Don't think Von Miller's going anywhere, but uh, you know John Elway, he may just be getting started. You know, last year he traded Demarius Thomas on the day of the deadline. Demarius played two days early. I'd be interested to see if that thought was in John's mind in terms of, hey, let's get this deal done now so he doesn't have to practice. He doesn't have to, you know, we're not going to play him, but so he doesn't, you know, risk injury. If, if, you're, if you're close, let's close the deal now and let's do it. I think that's what the Broncos did. And really what it does is give them a lot more draft capital. They got a one, a two, three threes, and two fours in 2020. The cynical reaction from fans is going to be, well, John Elway doesn't know what to do with those picks. That may be very well the case, but at least they have those picks in case they want to move up for a player they covet or move down and maybe gather some more mid-round picks. So for what the status of Sanders was, I think they got good value. Well, and the Broncos' wide receiving depth enabling this trade to happen when it did. I mean, obviously, 2-5, and five, you're, you're going to want to beef up your roster for next year for those draft picks. But uh, Cortland Sutton emerging as that number one. They got Deshaun Hamilton, who they're looking, obviously, for more production out of, especially now with Sanders gone. And then Juwan Winfrey, uh, Brown, etc. So some more opportunities now for some of those guys and, and Sutton to be even more of the guy than we've seen already. Yeah, also maybe you go more to receiver two tight end stuff um, as we're standing in a wind tunnel here because we can't do the podcast inside because that's against the rules. We don't want to get sent to the principal's office. Um, but let's go over that receiver depth chart. You know, Sutton, in the grand scheme of things, there's probably league, but Cortland Sutton is the Broncos' number one. He checks that box. A huge opportunity ahead for Deshaun Hamilton. If you have to put winners in a category of who's here, Hamilton's that guy. He was basically the third receiver who was more of a wham blocker than a pass catcher. This is his chance to prove that he deserves to be a part of the mix. Tim Patrick's eligible to come after IR from a hand injury after the bye. I think he'll slide into that number three spot. But for the next couple games, Juwan Winfrey, a rookie who hasn't been able to get on the field, another chance for him, a chance, excuse me, and then Fred Brown. So um, by mentioning those names, that's that gave the Broncos the ability to trade Emmanuel Sanders. That's probably why they can't trade Chris Harris without it impacting the team greatly in the in the immediate term. Well, hey, one more thought on Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's a winner in this too, right? I mean, he's obviously not happy here this season, kind of pouting around through the pressers, etc. Go from a two and five team to a six no team. Uh, you got to like that. Yeah, and for him, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, a six and zero team, Kyle Shanahan, an offense that is similar to, you know, Rich Gangarello brought that offense to Denver, so it shouldn't be too much of a transition. But as Manuel knows, because he knows what everybody in this league makes probably, guys make money in the playoffs. And going into his free agent year, if he stays healthy, is productive, and the Niners make a run, there will be a market for Emmanuel. 
Again, First and Orange podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran out at Dove Valley. Emmanuel Sanders shipped off to the 49ers uh, here on Tuesday ahead of the Colts game. He will be playing for the 49ers this weekend. And moving on to our next segment here, the cornerbacks. And obviously, Chris Harris, we talked a little bit about him. He's been His name's been floating around. But we're feeling he's unlikely to be traded because of the depth or lack of depth at the cornerback position for, for Denver. But one guy who stepped up and filled a need there is Devontae Harris. Devontae went from the number four corner to the number two corner in Los Angeles with those injuries, including to Bosby. And he had some interesting things to say. You'll read a, you'll read them later on DenverPost.com. But about his release from the Bengals, obviously he's with the Bengals last year for his rookie season with them in camp. Uh, got let go by them to land in Denver. And I, I told him, hey, Vic said, you know, the other day, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Seemingly some high praise for a young corner and and Harris basically echoed that saying hey I I don't think they saw the full potential in me he was injured for 12 games last year that didn't help so coming into his sophomore season I don't don't think they really gave him a fair shake yeah and yeah I talked to Harris when or Devante when he first got here and I said tell me about your camp he says I didn't really play a lot on defense okay well it's a new staff so he sort of saw the right in a wall but you know we're we, we can be very critical of this front office with their drafting, but you got to give them and the coaches a little bit of a hat tip because Devontae Harris, Duke Dawson, guys that weren't even here in camp are now having to play productive roles because of injury and bad performance. So, and, and Devontae Harris has done pretty well. I mean he's he's had he's, he's given us some yards. He's been flagged for some PIs, but he hasn't had a few back-breaking plays like we've seen some young corners typically have when they're getting targeted so many times. Yeah, and what do you like about him is. It looks like he plays with confidence. Um, he's relatively decent tackler. Uh, he got bit on that double move for the penalty against the Chargers, which he sort of was kicking himself because he sort of felt they were setting that up and he wasn't ready for it. So, you know, you can't count on Callahan. He hasn't practiced fully in two and a half months or whatever. So, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, right? if you go Harris and Harris as your two corners, okay. But if you trade Chris... That, that's the issue is you're running really thin ultimately and I asked Chris this on Tuesday I said have you talked to John Elway about your status he said I haven't and um, you know I haven't asked if I'm on the block am I going to be moved um, it doesn't mean that Chris is in their plans moving forward I think he ends up with the Rams and plays opposite Jalen Ramsey for Wade Phillips next year chasing in chasing a championship that way but um, you know those two guys I don't expect any you know anybody else to have any kind of value at this point but also you don't want to like sap your depth chart even more so i would point to sanders but the overall with this team two and five now if they're not having a here we go again mindset you know then they're doing a better job blocking it out than the fan base because right now they're going on the road as a seven point six and a half seven point dog at indy who's four and two who has a quarterback that's playing well has a couple of receivers so another tough putt for the broncos this week um all eyes on Sunday, or a lot of eyes are going to be on Noah Fant. Three drops against the uh, Chiefs last week. You had a chance to catch up with him for something later this week. What were some of his thoughts? I've caught those balls a thousand times in practice, is what he said. And, and he basically he said not he, you. he said that yes, uh, and he made no excuse. I mean, he made no excuse. He said I've, I basically never had a game like that before. Uh, he said also he got lots of texts from dad and brothers. Dad Chris Fant coached him in high school, still a high school coach in Omaha. So he's hearing it from his family. I, I know he heard it obviously from my questions, from the gaggle that followed. Uh, I think he's looking to respond, and he knows it's on him to do it this. Play 
play, do with his hands. I mean, he's been in position to make some plays. He's just not real in the football. Yeah, and I wonder if and I wonder if his if his struggles in the passing game are spilling over to his run game because he has had a lot of bad run blocks, a couple penalties. So it just feels like right now he's a rookie trying to fight it and maybe is overthinking and you know those three catchers those weren't bubble screens you know those were chunk plays 20 25 30 yards down the field that's what they that's why they drafted him is to be able to beat a linebacker like he did it's just got to make those catches couple notes heading into Sunday. Like you mentioned, Cortland Sutton emerging as that number one wide out for the Broncos. He's tied for sixth in the NFL with almost 600 receiving yards, 564 to be exact. Third most big play receptions in the NFL. Also QB Joe Flacco, 107 passing yards away from becoming the 22nd NFL quarterback to throw for 40,000. But... Uh, are, might we be on Drew Locke watch soon enough? You and kids have debated this many times. Yeah, yeah, it's always good for business when Drew Locke is the topic. And we'll see if Drew practices this week. Uh, we're, we're talking before practice on Tuesday. You know, then the clock starts. they got a couple weeks then to decide whether they're going to put him on the 53, which is, I don't know, is what I assume they'll do. Yeah. But uh, So that's one storyline this week. Another storyline is Juwan James, the right tackle, who's been out since the 10th play of week one with a knee injury. Let's see how he does. Um, he's, he's anxious to get back. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he, he signed this big deal, and he lasted 10 plays. Right. Uh, you know, Vic intimated that if it had been a normal week last week, they, they could have played. But uh, I'm interested to see him out there, uh, to see what he does for this run game. Again, Broncos, Colts, Sunday. That's at 11 a.m. Mountain Time at Lucas Oil Stadium. Ryan and I will be there with coverage via denverpost.com slash Broncos. Be sure to head online for continued coverage of the team throughout the season or and throughout the rest of this week. Hey, one final thought. What has to happen for the Broncos to somehow pull out a road upset? Um, I look at the Charger game as they were plus two in takeaways. Uh, so takeaways start. Um, I mean, the sacks are great, but if you can get a couple short fields, this offense right now is not built to go 90 yards, not built to go 60. See if you can score a defensive touchdown or give them a short field. This is a team, I mean, this is a cliche, but it's true. This team especially is going to play a lot, hell of a lot better with the lead than trying to play uphill. Um, you know, some offenses can turn the script like that. This offense can't. They got to be able to run it play the lead and then that's how they can extend their lead and also their defense plays in the pass rush and takeaways just like you said i think the onus is on this defense especially aj johnson to continue to step up in that linebacker position von miller's got to have big game chris harris has to have a big game and those young cornerbacks we talked about duke dawson and Devonte harris as well alongside the uh, cream jackson and justin simmons at safety von miller no tackles last week got to improve on that yes. he has to do that he has to create some more sacks Vic has to be more creative and try to get him some favorable matchups again Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran from Dove Valley Broncos Colts this Sunday at 11 a.m head to denverpost.com slash Broncos appreciate you listening to the first in orange podcast until next time folks take it easy